Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch, the third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California. Joining me from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my guest for today for this very special episode of Not Quite After Midnight, G.S. Gary. How are you doing, Gary? Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. Oh, I knew I'd mess it up. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Thanks for having me I'm on. doing all right. How are you doing? I am doing well. A little, little under the weather, but... Yeah, but you're here. Above ground's a good bet, right? You're here. Yeah, you're here. here. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we had, an, we had another guest uh, scheduled, but she also is sick. You must have caught the same thing. And uh, and she decided yeah, to reschedule. Could be. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, better than just straight canceling, I guess. But uh, um, but yeah, um, yeah. So good that you're more than a safe social distance. Uh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm all the way in Florida, so don't worry. Florida. Get there. You're in the. You're definitely in your rainy season. How's the weather out there? It's actually quite nice out. Uh, it's been a little chilly. It's supposed to get, you know, cold for Florida here over the weekend. But I mean, it's yeah. nice. It's it cold it overnight and then nice and warm in the. Yeah, being in uh, in Southern California, I often have to uh, have to uh, apologize for my California weather. Um, you know, we think we think it's cold yeah. when it hits the 60s, and uh, and I'm talking to Canadian guests, and they're like, yeah, it's uh, it's like in the 30s here, eh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> right 60s in california is like sweater weather that's like here in florida it's like people looking for an excuse to uh wait yeah. so it's like 40 55 60 degrees everybody's out there just yeah all the, all the southern states they're like oh what what are you doing wearing shorts and t-shirts over here <laughs> yeah no kidding no kidding so uh yeah um no it's funny that i mess up your name i used to have a room i've only known one other jerry that spelled their name with a g everybody else is a gary with the g and uh <laughs> and uh yeah i used to have a roommate uh who uh whose name was jerry was uh jerry with a uh with a g yeah no, it's funny I, I used to work at amazon and uh there was a guy that i worked with and he messed my name up all the time on purpose i know it was on purpose because he'd be like gary i'd be like no it's jerry and then he would go and introduce me to people like, oh, yeah, here's Gary. I'm like, oh, man, here's this guy. But he would go around and I just felt like it was an inside joke. Like, he just kept doing it. So I was like, whatever, I'm just Gary, I guess. Like uh, Parks and Rec, right? The guy uh, the guy that works for them, Gary, turns into Jerry, turns into Larry, yeah. and then back to actually <laughs> Gary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at, at least it's some permutation of the written uh, form of your name. I, I used to get a lot of bobs. Oh, no, one no, no one wants to be Bob. Bob. Even Bob doesn't want to be Bob. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so you've written a book, uh, Meth, Murder, and Amazon. Yes, that's right. Um, yep. Now, uh, let's see, Meth and Murder makes me think that it's some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, murder mystery, horror type of thing. But then you added the Amazon, and I'm thinking, okay, there's a joke here. So, what uh, what kind of book is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Methburner and Amazon is first and foremost a comedy. Um, I, I did write it in a, a very unique style. 
uh, kind of break the rules for writing it. You know, you're not supposed to use one on sentences. Right. You're not supposed to, uh, you know, misspell words. And, you know, I do those things on purpose. Okay. You know, if you're going to write something, why not, why not try to do it differently? <laughs> and so my book reads almost like, you know, me and you were having a conversation and opened up comedy. And so, you know, I try to keep it really relatable like that and, you know, just bring something fresh. Nice. Nice. Um, so what, uh, what basically is it about? What's, uh, what's so, going on? So, uh, you know, the saying, uh, bad things happen to good people. 100% yeah. true, you know, perception is reality, all those, um, you know, sayings are, are absolutely true. And so uh, I had a situation when I was actually selling my house in Colorado. And uh, along the way, we have an open house. <clears throat> I'm actually visiting my mom in Florida at the time. So I'm not there in the state. We have an open house. And, uh, you know, the realtors show up, they start going through the, the lower downstairs, go up into the guest bedroom, and they say, they say a body under the bed. They scream, okay. they freak out, they run out the house, and they call the cops on me, and they say that I must have murdered one of my children and hit the body under the bed, and that's really why I wasn't there. Four days okay. later, they, they, they call me up, and they're like, oh, hey, Jerry, by the way, uh, we smelled something burning in your garage. It smelled like burning plastic. Do you know what that means? I'm like, Is, was something burning? Was there like electrical fire or something? And they're like, no. Uh, burning plastic means meth, so we're gonna have you're gonna have to get a meth test done because we think you're making meth in your two car garage, <laughs> and so that's right. So I'm basically the reincarnation of uh, Heisenberg from Breaking Bad now, okay. uh, according to my real estate real estate agents. And so uh, the book is, you know, essentially a really funny uh, roller coaster of of humor and suspense. A uh, six months journey to sell my house and you know basically move away from the madness. And so, you know, they're like, hey, your house is only supposed to be on the market 30 days. I have one real estate agent uh, end up having to fire him because he's not even living in Colorado. He's living in a different state. Go to the second real estate agents. These are the ones that accuse me of, you know, making meth and, you know, murdering my kids. And then, you know, I have to fire them. Go talk to the news. That goes downhill. So let's just like, you know, Murphy's Law, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong. It's just 100% the case. So I took this story that kind of happened to me and I put a really funny spin on it, you know, um, you know, kind of turned lemons into lemonade, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was going to say, uh, moving from Colorado to Florida doesn't exactly sound like moving away from the madness. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of madness for sure. Um, absolutely. But, you know, whenever, whenever this happened, they're like, well, you know, uh, methamphetamine is like an epidemic in Colorado. It's a really yeah. bad, uh, you know, it's really bad here. It's basically like the meth capital of the world. And I was like, well, you've met my family like 20 times. Like, you guys are being crazy. Like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a family man. I have, you know, a couple of degrees. Like, I think they're just stereotyping me. They must have watched Breaking Bad recently or something. Because you yeah. know the scene where Jesse and uh, Walter are in the basement making meth while they're doing the open house. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. They must have just watched it, and they're like, yeah, this this guy's Walter White, you know, reincarnated. And I was like, this is so stupid. Jerry White. Um... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, I take those things right from Breaking Bad, like Heisenberg, you know, I kind of come up with my own little uh, hidden identity, uh, Reisenberg, right, because he uses Reisenberg, like, he's going to poison the bad guy and stuff. I take funny elements like that from Breaking Bad and some other, you know, um, different shows and kind of add to it and put my own little spin on it. And so, 
you know, I, I could have went, you know, the more dark route and just really, you know, turn this into like a horror story, but I was like, there's so many horror stories, but like, where's the big comedies at? You know, there's plenty of good, funny books out there, but there's, there's not a lot of, you know, different kind of stories like that. And so it's like, hey, yeah. nothing on Amazon. I worked at Amazon when this is all going on. So it's like, this could be a catchy title. But even like, even that ended up backfiring on me because, you know, I have Instagram, I have um, LinkedIn, I have my own website. I get banned from Instagram, like I, when I first came out with the story, almost every day, I would post something, meth murder and Amazon, boom, your account is banned for 24 hours. We have to verify your content. And I'm like, this, this is probably around the time that, you know, all the bad publicity is coming out through for Amazon, you know, like how they treat right. their workers. And so they probably are like, oh, this guy is like trying to fake news to Amazon and saying like, they're, they're doing something with meth and murder. And I was like, guys, come on, you just gotta look at the content. But now it went on for like that for like three months. Every time I post them, boom, instantly wow. And so I would start reaching out to Instagram, be like, guys, what are you doing? Like, I, I actually ended up winning some awards for this. I'm like, oh, maybe if maybe now they'll see, right? Like, it's a it's it's a funny story, right? Like, I'm not talking bad about them. I'm not right. doing anything derogatory. But now they didn't care. They must have been like, yeah, this is fake news. So you know, ban this guy. Yeah, yeah. You you hit the right words. That's uh, probably about what happened. Um, yeah, I have another uh, another guest. He's been on a couple times. Uh, um, Joseph M. Leonard. Um, he wrote uh, a book called Terror Strikes: Coming to a City Near You, um, and uh, he got uh, he got permanently banned from Facebook oh, no. um, for uh, for some of his stuff. Uh, but uh, um, but yeah um, yeah. So uh, so at yeah. least it was just a twenty four hour ban. Oh yeah, but it would be every single day. You know, I try to be consistent and post on there daily. Every time I would post one post, boom, you're banned. Go go a couple of days, post again, boom, you're banned. And it kept going on for months and months on end. Like I would send <laughs> messages to Instagram, they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll review your account," or they just never respond. You know, because they're terrible at getting back to anybody. Right. And so then people are like, "Hey, you should go to Facebook." I'm like, if I'm getting banned on Instagram. Facebook owns Instagram. Like, why would I right. go over there just so I could get banned over there? And so, you know, I, I, I end up doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn to the professional stuff that'll ban me over there. So I, I appreciate those guys. That's funny. Yeah. Um, no. So, uh, so how'd you get into, uh, into writing? Um, uh, what, uh, what brought you to this, uh, terrible end? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think it's almost like kind of like a, Full picture, you know, a full circle kind of thing. My whenever I was growing up, my dad actually owned a bookbinding business. So, okay. you know, spiral backs, paperbacks, hardbacks. Mm -hmm. He owned the business that, you know, essentially put all the books together and then, you know, glued the spines on the back or wrapped the spirals on it. You know, I hated it. I was working since I was like 10, 12 years old. So I was like, this is like the worst job ever. Why would anybody open up a business like this? But I ended up learning a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I end up actually having a situation at work. We do a lot of report writing. And a uh, guy that works for me, he uh, he turns in a report and the customer calls me and, and she's like, hey, Jerry, the, uh, the report that you guys gave me is completely identical from last year. I was like, oh, no, please, please tell me that's not true. because It's like a 500 page report. Right. It makes it worse is I'm the one who wrote the report the year before. So the guy took my report, oh, no. put his name on it, essentially just submits it to her. So I start going through the report. I'm like, yep, same. Yep, same. I'm like, yeah, this is like 90 percent the same. And I was like, um, yes, Mr. Customer, like, uh, yeah, this is totally copied. What can I do? Like, how can I make this right? And so it ends up taking me like two and a half months to rewrite the report. And it goes from like about 450 pages to almost 800 pages. And I had to rewrite it from scratch. 
update all the information. Yeah, and our reports are like, hey, who did you interview or what what settings did you observe or what document did you review? And so there's 380 plus controls that I have to go and document every single thing. And so by the time I got done with this, I was like, man, I, I feel like I just wrote a novel and I had this story that happened to me and my family. I was like, that's it. I'm going to write it. And so that's really how it happened. I, I got done with that. It was like middle of September 2021. And I started writing October 1st, 2021. And I, I had it out by about February of the next year. Nice. That's a, that's a pretty quick turnaround for uh, for a first book. Um, yeah. Let's see, you said you'd uh, won some awards. Uh, what kind of awards would you want for it? Yeah, so uh, I just recently won an award uh, last year, or last last week on Friday, I won a Literary Titan Silverbrook Award. Um, there's Reader's Favorite. I won uh, two awards for them, one actually for the audiobook. It won uh, Best Nonfiction Audiobook, which is pretty hilarious, because if you go and look at the titles, it's like up there with, one of them is like a book on quantum mechanics. I actually outplaced them, so I was like, all right, my book's better than quantum mechanics. Um, and it's... <laughs> And then uh, I, I won two awards for like the global ebook awards, and then uh, there's another one that's like the, the book marketing global network. And so I ended up winning six awards so far. Um, nice. You know, and it just kind of worked out like that. And so you know, I'm writing this book as I'm going along, and I'm like, man, how can I make this different? And so that's when I was like, man, like everybody's like, hey, you got to follow the rules of writing. I'm like, no, like I'm gonna break the rules, right? I'm gonna do this so different that people are gonna like remember the story for how different was besides you know the crazy title and so you know i ended up getting done with it and i kind of compare it to a roller coaster so you know i'll take you up the roller coaster you know like click 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 and then i'll have something that happens that like kind of correlates to that and then we'll have a you know going down the down the roller coaster and then i'll have another little scenario and so there's like twists and turns but then i kind of really so like this roller coaster that's just all over the place like the world's most thrilling roller coaster if you will nice Nice. Now, uh, now here's my big question. Can the book be found on Amazon? <laughs> so Amazon doesn't ban me. And, you know, I actually was like, hey, Amazon's going to like this because their name's in it. Um, you know, they're just going to give me free publicity. Um, they haven't banned me, but yeah, you can find Mathmaker on Amazon on Amazon. Uh, it's in Kindle, paper, uh, paperback, hardcover, as well as the audiobook. And then the audiobook's also on iTunes and Audible. Great. Um, no, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, meth murder and Amazon talking with the author, uh, GS Jerry and, uh, um, uh, let's see. Um, you got uh, your own website where people can, uh, can check you out or, uh, or is that still, yeah, <laughs> so I do have a website. It's, it's currently getting kind of refreshed, but the, you know, what's out there is still out there. It's greatden.com. Excuse me. Great Den. G R A K. Yep, Great Den. You know, like the song, like it's Great Den, and then oh, it's okay. Great Den. Uh, <laughs> but it's Great Den, and so the the main character in the book is named Mr. Great, uh, and so that's kind of where that comes from. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll put the uh, I'll put the link in the description so uh, people can find it real easily. Um, yeah. Let's see. And it looks pretty interesting. Uh, you know, besides being accused of making meth, I actually am a pretty good chef. And so I have like little recipes up there on the <laughs> website. Um, I found a recipe for like Gordon Ramsay's Eggs Benedict. And so I figured out how to make that. And so I share like little things like that on there. And, uh, you know, the tab for all the recipes is my meth lab creation. So, you know, okay. obviously playing, <laughs> play, playing into it, you know, like obviously I make meth, right? You know, that's what they think. So I might as well just run with it. So 
kind of use that to my advantage in the website and you know i have my appearances so after we're done with this podcast when you share me the link you know i'll post that on the website as well right right um cool um yeah that's uh that's definitely a way of making uh making uh uh lemonade out of lemons uh for sure um absolutely just going with the flow but uh um but yeah um let's see what uh what kinds of things have helped you uh have helped you along the way um to uh you know what would you say helped you the most in writing this book that you've learned um you know the probably the biggest thing I learned was the marketing aspect. You know, everybody thinks, you know, you write a book and it's going to sell itself and that's not really the case. And so uh, me being who I am, you know, I do everything kind of ass backwards. And, you know, I wrote the book. I, I actually released it. That's kind of a funny story in and of itself. You know, Amazon called KDP. Um, and so I, you know, I was going to release the book. I was going to do pre-order for March 31st of last year. So I do the Kindle March 31st, and then I start getting the paperback and the hardback ready. And I'm like waiting for them to prompt me for a date as I'm going in to fill in all the information. Well, that's not what happens. And so I get to the end, it's like publish or content. I'm like, okay, maybe after I hit this, it'll be like, when do you want this to go live? Nope, that's not what happens. So I actually ended up releasing the book like a month and a half early because I didn't know. And so it's basically like, hey, your book's going to be live in 70, 24 to 72 hours. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's going live. And so I just kind of just let it let it go on its own and just started marketing it from there. Um, but it actually ended up working out. Um, you know, my mom, uh, she had early stage lung cancer, but she was old. Um, she actually passed away uh, last March. And so if I would have waited, yeah, if I would have waited to actually release it until the March 31st, she, she would have, you know, passed on uh, before she even got to see that. So, uh, wow. you know, released kind of middle of February. I, I came and showed her the book and gave her a copy and signed it for her. Um, and then, you know, she was kind of gone about a month later. So, you know, wow. kind of worked out like that. Wow. That's, yeah. Um, yeah it's amazing how, uh, how things can work out uh, sometimes. Yeah. Even, even, you know, kind of more like divine intervention, you know, she passed early March and then uh, me and my wife found out we were actually going to have another baby kind of towards the end of March. So uh, wow. we just had a baby November 28th. So it's our fifth kid. Uh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, I didn't kill anybody, right? I ended up murdering wow. one of my children. Yeah, five. Uh, so when the, when the meth murder on Amazon happened, I had four kids. I said, I have five now. So I didn't adopt <laughs> anybody. You know, I didn't take some kid off the street. Like all my kids are still here. Well, you're going to have to, uh, you're gonna have to write another book now that you got another kid because uh now you got yeah. another one to murder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny uh, after i wrote this book i was like man like is it just weird or like you know everybody has a story i feel like everybody has those stories like you're sitting around with your friends and you're bs and you're like hey you never believe what happened to me and right i tell this story people are like like you're bsing right like you're totally making this up i was like i couldn't make this up if i tried like this totally happened and so, like, I wrote the book, and I was like, man, I got some other good stories. And so, I actually am working on a, a, a new book. It's going to be like a, a reality TV show, but in a book, and I'm going to call it Hysterical Hangouts with the Hind Legs. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's an innovative concept. I was looking for, like, books that are, like, based on a reality TV show. And, you know, like, have, like you know, it's basically, like, the people who were on the shows that write the book. I'm like, well, that's not what this is going to be. It's literally going to have, like, hidden cameras you know, crazy events and just different things happen all throughout. And there'll be like little confessionals. I'm talking to the, the camera. So I'm like, all right, I don't think there's anything out there like that. It's like maybe Hunger Games, but even still, like that's, that's not the same thing. And so 
uh, I think this is a, a pretty unique concept. And so I, I started writing about a chapter in it. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping to have that done before or time. Great. Um, now I'm just checking out, uh, checking out your website, uh, right now, greatden.com. And, uh, I can see there's a store, um, with, uh, with lots of, uh, that's the other great thing is, uh, about, uh, um, about, uh, your, uh, your attitude toward this is, uh, there's definitely some great, uh, some great <laughs> opportunities yeah. for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, merchandising. Um, uh, don't mess yeah. with me. <laughs> okay. Until I have had my coffee. Right? Until I've had so, my coffee. Know, yeah. And so you know, you're like, you have like, oh, hey, quit messing around. I was like, hey, I'm gonna steal that and just say, hey, quit messing around. And so, right. you know, I probably, I probably play on this, and people are like, yeah, this guy totally did it, right? But like, if you read the story, like, you'll see, like, it's like the world's worst perception meets reality kind of thing. And so, you know, someone perceives something, you know, hey, it must be true, and that's kind of absolutely what happened to me. And so. Um, you know, it's like a six month journey of just selling my house, but you know, you would not believe the things that you go through and just some of the shady characters that you meet along the way. Right? Like, it's almost like a running joke, right? Like you know, how many real estate agents does it take to sell a house? And people be like one, I'm like, yeah, you would think, right? You saw that I tell them the story and they're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's funny. So yeah, so go check out the website. There's lots of, uh, lots of great stuff on there. Um, just went over to the store. Um, yeah, there's a, a blog on there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. There's even a funny story about that. You know, I like to I like to cook. I have a smoker at the house, and I actually almost burned the house down one time making chicken okay. wings. And so uh, I uh, I wrote a blog about it, and basically kind of you know let people laugh. You know, kind of at my pain. You know, like Kevin Hart, you know, right? Laugh at my pain. Uh, but it's also right like, uh, in my blogs, like you're going to laugh, but I'm also going to teach you something, right? Because uh, we have a fire extinguisher when this happened. And so if you don't have a fire extinguisher, what do you do? How do you put a fire out? And so, you know, I, you know there's a difference between baking powder, baking soda. One is good for cooking. One's good for putting out fires. And so, you know, I kind of teach you about that um, as well as some other things, right? Like, you know, I have like funny stories that have happened to me. So I'll like kind of take those, transform them and make like a, you know, learn from me and my mistakes or learn what not to do. Uh, there's a thing on there about me getting stabbed. And so, you know, uh, what's the rule about opening things, right? Cut away from yourself, you know, learn, from, <laughs> use me yeah. as a use case of what not to do because I stabbed myself right in the arm last year. Uh, well, I guess it was almost about two years ago. And, uh, you know, I got like a three-inch gash. I messed one of my tattoos up. And so oh, no. I kind of read it kind of write a blog about that, right? Like, hey, I got stabbed on a Thursday. And so, you know, Thursday's my thing. I feel like everybody has a day. It's like, man, this, like, if anything's going to happen, it's going to be on this day, right? And so for me, it's Thursdays. For whatever reason, Thursdays, like, are, are out to get me. And so that's kind of what I try to do is write my blog on Thursday and be like, hey, this thing happened on the Thursday. And most of the time, they actually do happen on a Thursday. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, um, I oh man, this was years ago. I was uh, I had gotten a uh, um, a, uh, a bookshelf and I had to assemble it. It was like one of these IKEA things, and uh, it had these yellow strap. The one of the you know those those tough yellow straps, and I had to use a a box cutter to uh, to slice open the uh, um, the the straps, and I ended up slicing uh, slicing my finger open, and uh, but I had uh, oh and it was it was pretty bad. Um, and uh, uh, but I had uh, I had tickets to go to a members only event at Disneyland that night, 
and uh, this was back in the nineties. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I butterfly put a butterfly bandage on it, wrapped it up really good, went to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah worry about yeah it. yeah went uh went to the uh um went to the um the uh the student health center at uh, at school the next day got eight stitches <laughs> oh man you got it good yeah i had it pretty good i mean it was no three yeah. inch gash but uh um but yeah yeah. You know what's funny? I only got like four stitches and they're like, hey, come back in a week. I go back and then the thing opens right back up. I was like, screw it. Just butterfly that thing. Wow. And so I actually butterfly it. And I think the star looks actually better. It kind of fits in my tattoo. <laughs> um, I, have a, you know, I have a full sleeve on one arm and then I have a half sleeve on the other arm. And the other half sleeve is a bunch of lightning in the mountains, you know, kind of for Colorado and Florida. Florida's the lightning capital of the world. Right. Everybody knows Colorado mountains and the skis. And so where i stab myself is like right where the mountains meet the lightning so it almost looks like it kind of fits with the lightning. so it's like hey i guess i stabbed it in the right spot that's convenient yeah, yeah. i mean I, I can see it i know where it's at but if you like look at it first glance you really won't notice it. right it could have been a lot worse right because i like stab myself right in the middle of my forearm and, you know it's my left side there's a bunch of like main veins and arteries and stuff but luckily nothing too bad happened I mean, my, I, I freaked my son out. He just gets his permit and <laughs> I'm like, I'm calling him. I'm like, Jordan, Jordan, I, I need you, bud. And he comes downstairs, there's like blood everywhere. And I was like, got my arm like wrapped up in it. I was like, you're going to have to take me to the hospital. Uh, my wife is out like getting groceries or something. And so like, <laughs> drive, start driving down the road. He's been, he's literally driven one other time. I was like, just listen to what I'm saying. We're going to be okay. <laughs> Call my wife. She's like, stop. You did what? Stop it. All right, pull over. Like, I'll come get you. And so she was right down the street. She picks me up, takes me to the hospital. We go to like an urgent care clinic and they're like, oh, what happened? And you could tell like, they're like, this, this damn moron, right? Like, what were you thinking? Uh, stitch me up. I go my separate ways. And of course, right, this is the day before my wife's birthday on top of it. She's like, you couldn't have done this like the day after, right? On April Fool's Day. This has been a hilarious <laughs> April Fool's Day. I was like, yeah, next time, right? Four times. That's hilarious. So how long have you been in Florida? <laughs> Uh, so I've been in Florida for a little over three years. Uh, I'm actually, uh, you know, I'm originally from Florida, right. um, St. Petersburg area. So uh, I lived in Florida for about 18 years, joined the Navy. I was in the Navy for seven years. And, you know, we moved from Florida to Virginia, okay. all the way out to California, back to Virginia. And that's kind of how we ended up in Colorado. Um, I was getting ready to get out. I got my bachelor's degree and kind of that was the goal for me is join the military. Uh, you know, get my school paid for. And so I got my degree and we were kind of like, hey, where should we move to? And my wife's like, we should go to Colorado. I was like, I've never been there. It's a great idea. And so you know, she has family there. We load up, we drive from Virginia to Colorado. And I remember like we're crossing into, you know, over from Kansas into Colorado. I'm like, where the hell are you taking me? This is like the flattest place I've ever seen in my life. Like it's even more flat than Florida, right? And so like we're driving like hour or two hour. I'm like, seriously, like where the heck are you taking me? And then about an hour outside of Denver, then you start seeing the mountains right. and stuff. I was like, oh, this is what you're talking about. And so we lived in we lived in Colorado for about seven years, and you know, it, it was great until you know the meth and the murder happened, and then I was like, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a I'm a military brat. Uh, my father was a, a Navy chaplain um, for uh, for a mess oh, of awesome. years. Yeah, he did Navy, Marines, and then they uh, then he transferred to the Army. Then he did the VA hospitals, and uh, um, and now he's retired, happily. 
<laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. Gotham's that's a tough gig, right? I mean, you usually only get called in if something bad happens. So. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. He's got some, uh, he's got some stories though. But uh, uh... oh, I bet. I mean, I've got a few stories. I was actually, I was actually thinking about writing a book about the Navy at one point. Like, I've got, I've got some some funny stories yeah. as well. Like, hurt hurt myself. I fell in a hole one time, busted my eye wide open. Like crazy stuff like i wasn't deployed or anything like luckily which is you know kind of uh outside the norm especially for being in as long as i did but uh yeah my first duty station was shore duty then i got moved to virginia beach uh worked on the flight line on dc-9 so they're essentially like 747s you know they're big like logistics planes those don't go on aircraft carriers right. and so we had detachments and they were a month long but they were all voluntary and so i had three kids at the time i was like ah. I, I don't care to go anywhere. Like I'm good where I'm at. Plus I'm going to school. So like you guys do your own thing. So I actually never, never ended up going, getting deployed anywhere. I mean, I, I think I ended up living in like 13 different places or houses, you know, all throughout my time in the military, but wow. I actually didn't get deployed anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, uh, my father, uh, he was a, uh, he was a communications technician uh, first in the Navy. So enlisted back during uh, Vietnam and, uh, um, never once went on a boat that's awesome right i mean it's, it's so crazy because my my brother-in-law he was in the air force and he got deployed to afghanistan and iraq like two different wow. times and i was like dude like the air force is the one who never goes anywhere either. right like, how do we switch roles here <laughs> and so yeah, i just feel blessed that i didn't have to go anywhere because you know it's tough being away from your family for that long you know six months at a time you miss a, you miss a lot of things yeah 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 the uh yeah i remember the deployments uh yeah it was uh it was pretty tough but uh um yeah but yeah so thanks for your service definitely um yeah absolutely and uh even though you didn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah you know i i it's funny you said your dad worked on communications uh i actually worked on uh aviation electronics uh communication navigation equipment in the planes and so okay, uh cool. short duty obviously you know hey something something's broke you guys fix it. right when i was in virginia beach on my last duty station you're like hey we can't get this thing to go on or we can't get this radar assembly to work until we have to like run out there in the you know in the middle of you know it's freezing outside or it's like super hot <laughs> run out to the flight line troubleshoot it and be like all right this is broken but you guys can still fly go and so um actually going through you know working on aviation at the time i didn't realize how much safer the planes are in the military versus what they are in the civilian yeah. world and you know i talked to a few people about this and they're like yeah you know, that basically said, unless the plane, you know, the engine is essentially gone on fire, they just like sending things out. And you know, every time a plane comes into the military, you actually have to do like a major inspection. You have to walk around it. You have to check everything. Um, you have to do all these different things and have these different checks in order to even call it safer flight before it can go up into the air again. And so it's, you know, usually an hour to two hours after one flight lands, whereas, you know, they send those planes out, you know, every 30, 45 minutes in the civilian world. So. So it's definitely different. It makes you wonder, like, right? Like, <laughs> not too safe to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've heard some uh, some real horror stories. Haven't had anything bad happen to me yet. So uh, yeah. Um, so uh, what is it? Uh, knock wood. It's funny though, right? Like my book is you know about meth, murder, and Amazon, but like there's also like funny parts of the book, right? Like. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's actually three different classifications for turbulence. And so yeah. as we get ready to essentially finally sell our house, we fly down to Florida 
we fly into a bomb cyclone. And so like, unless you've been in like the Midwest or been around what that is, people are like, what the hell is that, right? Is that like an actual like bomb? No, it's like a weather disturbance. And so we actually flew into one. And so we experienced all these different turbulence from the time we lift off until the time we landed in Florida. Wow. And so like I described, you know, like, hey, there's these three different types of turbulence. This is what a bomb cyclone is. And then I just kind of like take you on the flight with me as we like hit the bump. I'm like, oh my gosh, I almost lose my pants. Oh, it's even worse. Now we're going to die, right? And so, like, it's just more suspenseful as you go along. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, the book sounds uh, the book sounds hilarious. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I can't wait to uh, can't wait to check it out. Um, that's uh, once again. I'm uh, speaking with uh, GS Jerry, uh, author of uh, of Meth, Murder, and Amazon. Uh, which can be found on Amazon and uh, um, other uh, places where fine books are sold. Uh, you can also get the audio book on iTunes and Audible. Um, so uh, yeah, how'd you find your uh, how'd you find your uh, audio book guy? Your uh, the guy who reads the book. <laughs> so that was probably the funnest experience of the whole thing. And so uh, I use a platform called ACAX. Uh, that's kind of through Amazon. Um, but they're also linked to iTunes and Audible. Okay. And so you basically set up your project in ACX and then you can actually hold auditions. And so part of that is you are basically pick, hey, do I want a male or female to read the book mm -hmm. or do the narration? This is the kind of tone I want. Do I like want, want someone with a Western kind of style tone or more of an urban feel or someone that has really good comedic timing? Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, this is supposed to be funny. I want someone that's like got really good comedic timing. And so... <laughs> my book has some pretty crazy parts, right? Like there's actually like weird, like uh, rhyme-alongs and sing-alongs. Like, you know the song, uh, the, the chicken wing beat song, mm -hmm. the chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna. <laughs> well, I make a remix of that in my last chapter about Thanksgiving and turkeys. So I call it a turkey wing beat. And so it's literally like a audible rap. And so I send like parts like that as part of the audition. So you can send them like three, like uh, three different scripts to read. And so I send them that. I sent him this interview that I did for the news uh, after the whole mess and the murder situation happened. And I had the guy read it. And so I probably went through 10, 10 auditions or so. And people were doing book. Oh, they did all right. They did all right. But I finally found the last guy. And he like took it and just owned it. Like he totally wrapped the, wrapped the song in the last chapter. I was like dying <laughs> off. I was like, this is the guy. And so I was like, you know, he really took it on and owned it. And what's cool is, you know, once you select them, then they'll be like, hey, We'll give you a 15-minute clip of different parts that we've narrated. You give us some feedback. As long as you're good with it, we'll then kind of go along the way. And so he, he gives me the 15-minute clip, and uh, he starts doing my voice. And I kid you not, I sounded like a Mr. Crab from the Krusty Crab on a SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I was like, dude, we got to change that. Like, you can't have me sounding like that. Like, I get you're trying to change my voice, but, like, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, Mr. Crab. So, uh, you know, he was, he was great about it. He changed it. And so, like, uh, you know, it was a great experience. He did a really great job. Nice. That's hilarious. Mr. Crab. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really funny like I, I mean i was cracking up when i was like i, I don't want to sound like that right i mean i want to kind of sound like it's just a normal person not like you know a, a crazy different character i guess i'm a crazy character right? yeah yeah well with the with the uh the topic of the book uh yeah you you kind of qualify as a uh as a floridian i mean a crazy character i mean uh... <laughs> you, you know it's funny right you would think this would actually happen in florida you'd think so it, it's actually true. Those, those stereotypes about like, hey, it only happens in Florida, hundred percent, right? Because we have, we live in Land Lakes, and uh, 
all throughout all around our neighborhood there's a bunch of little ponds and there's tons of alligators out there yeah. my my son would be like hey dad there's an alligator i want to go i want to go chase them I'm like leave them things alone like don't be chasing no damn alligators <laughs> right like i'm i don't want to be on the news right so dad lets his son you know go chase alligators gets his damn arm bit off or right something. like i, I don't want to deal with that leave, leave the dang alligators alone but it's actually <laughs> funny you'll like see the alligators and if anybody even like tries to go because you can fish out there on the ponds if anybody even like gets like within like 20 feet those things are so skittish and they just jump in the water so they're not like the you know the ones out in the water yeah yeah so but uh still they're big and have teeth uh <laughs> yeah i'm not asking those things no but you know it's it actually kind of funny because uh, of my wife's uh, side of the family like she has brothers that grew up in uh on the river and so one of the rivers is, uh, you know, off the uh, Whistlecoochee River, which feeds into the Swanee River. And there's a lot of alligators, like, on their property. And so there's been times where we went to visit them when, when we weren't living in Florida. And they would be like, they'd have an alligator that they caught. They'd be like, hey, we found this thing. Come check it out. And then they'll, like, throw, like, a little tiny baby alligator at you. And I'm like, guys, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? And so that's kind of <laughs> going to be part of the basis for the story, right? Like. You know, of course, absurd character names, uh, but like really crazy scenarios like that that you're probably only going to experience living in like the country in some like cold town or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe one of your future books will be uh, will be all about uh, the craziness of uh, of Florida, but uh, yeah. true to life. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it, that's going to actually be the. Uh, the place for the next book it's not going to be you know florida f-o-o-r it's going to be florida f-l-a-r like something like that florida. So, um, you know make it sound <laughs> out, make it sound all country okay yeah um yeah definitely i haven't had the opportunity to live in florida but been there a few times and uh um, it's yeah it's humid that's what that's that's the thing i i yeah. can't deal with uh in uh in places to live is uh is humidity that's why i love california so much it's just yeah no well um, we're getting humidity now when uh when i was a kid uh um it was so dry i'd get nosebleeds on the regular and uh um but now it's uh uh because of all the uh all the lawns and uh um and uh, and water use it, we've actually started to develop a, a slight humidity. It's nothing like what you guys get in Florida, but uh, but for us, yeah, it's like uh, 110 outside with like 125 percent humidity. Yeah, you just like get in your car and you start sweating. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm born and raised here, so I'm used to it. But yeah, if you're not from here, I, I definitely get it. I remember we're coming back to visit a family when we were in Colorado. I'm like, man, was that always? Was this Tired. Everybody's like, yeah, it hasn't changed. I'm like, man, I gotta get used to this again. <laughs> yeah, I used to. Uh, uh, we lived in uh, at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, for a uh, for a while, and uh, um, I remember having. Uh, yeah, it gets pretty hot, pretty humid. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember you could take a shower and still be sweat and be sweating in the shower. It's been be, be so hot. Right as soon as you start drying off. <laughs> yeah, humidity is no joke. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's rough stuff, but, uh, um, let's see what else, uh, this is usually about the point when I run out of steam for a, uh, for, uh, for a one-to-one -one interview. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, let's see what else, uh, what are some other good things? What, uh, what are some of your favorite books? Oh man, so it's kind of funny, right? The, the fact that I wrote a book is kind of in itself like a joke because I'm the kid growing up that was like, oh, 
got to do this book report. I'm like, where's the movie at? I got to go outside and go play sports or go play basketball. Where, how can I watch this movie and like fix this book report? And so like, I'm actually not an avid reader. Okay. Um, I read books all the time for like work and stuff. Um, so uh, my wife does has a, a, a few James Patterson books I, I, I've started a lot reading. You know, it's great detail. Um, but I also like kind of made it a point not to start reading more as I started writing more because mm. I didn't want my the way I write to sound similar to like Stephen King okay. or Tom Clancy or James Patterson. So I want to keep it kind of unique. Uh, I do want to read more. Um, but you no, know, I have five kids, so I can only do so much in one day, right? Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'd read more if there wasn't uh, so much to do. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, can ask some of the some of the save me questions. Um, What's the best compliment you can give yourself? Uh, the best compliment you can give yourself? Um, probably that you're doing a good job, right? I mean, um, you know, bad things happen all the time. You know, there's a lot of negativity out there, but, you know, just trying to stay above the noise and stay positive. Um, you know, so I was going along writing the book. Like, I, I would ask people, to, like, hey, can you read this? And you know, I had a lot of avid readers, and I'm like, hey, if this sucks, like, tell me that it sucks, right? I don't want to make a fool of myself. <laughs> um, and, you know, I never really got any bad feedback. And so I'm like, all right, either it's good or people are like trying not to hurt my feelings. But like, I adamantly told them, right? I'm like, this is terrible. Tell me. So I was like an idiot. And so no one ever did. And so then, you know, kind of kept going. But, you know, I think that's the point, right? You got to just put yourself out there. And, you know, especially if you're a writer or, or someone that deals with like content creation all the time, right? You can't be scared that someone's going to say anything negative about you, right? If they, they do, right? They're obviously not your ideal customer or your audience. So, you know, just find that audience. Yeah. Yeah, very. That's that's a key to uh, to good marketing is finding your audience, and uh, and speaking yeah. to them. Uh. <laughs> I mean, like right, like I wrote this book. I'm right. Like, who doesn't want to laugh? And right, I mean, that's kind of part of it. But there certainly is a specific audience, right? There's plenty of people out there who've never seen Breaking Bad, but it's not just like Breaking Bad, right? Like it's it's comedy. There's also like pop culture references, and like I talk about movies like The Mask or uh, you know Mega I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that's I've seen both of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's references to that in there um right and so if you haven't seen some of that like right like, uh, my father-in-law he read it and he was like i didn't get pick up on some of these references i was like well here go listen to the audio book because the references are, are kind of different because so i'll put things in like parentheses like oh channels his best megamind voice well if you don't know who megamind is you have no idea what i'm talking about right. and so he listens to the audio book he's like i should have listened to that person's hysterical <laughs> and so like you know anybody's gonna get a laugh out of it for sure are gonna understand all the references probably not um, but if you know what they are, then it's just going to kind of add to it. <laughs> okay. No, that's, uh, that's good to know. Um, yeah. Um, well, I guess, uh, we can, uh, we can about wrap, uh, wrap this up. Um, you know, this is, uh, we, we've gone for 40, more than 40 minutes. That's usually, uh, usually it means it was a pretty good show. Uh, <laughs> do you uh do you have anything else to say to the nice people oh uh, yeah um you know be different right don't don't be the next or whatever be the next you uh you know everybody is trying to figure out how to break into some kind of marker or whatever the things that set you apart is originality not being similar to some other guy so uh you know be yourself and try and do things differently you never know what's going to happen right like I never would expect this journey would have led to, you know, book awards and stuff, right? Like, I'm nobody from nowhere, and I have won book awards, so I can say I'm an award-winning author, right? Yep. And so, you know, you never know where life's going to take you. Um, and, you know, don't 
don't always focus on the negative because that's just going to consume you trying to figure out how to see the positive and things. I think that's you know probably the best advice I can give anybody because you know the news is so negative. They're always going to prey on the fear and the negativity, and yeah. you know people are always talking about this bad thing that happened. But if you just like, hey, this happened. What can I learn from it? it's a way different perspective to have than, oh, why is this happening to me versus, you know, what can I learn from this? And so, you know, be a constant learner and, you know, just stay true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's so, uh, so many people get stopped from doing what it is they wanted to do because of fear of, uh, of what, uh, what other people are going to say. And so, uh, you know, it's like, keep your head down and, uh, and you won't get shot. And it's like, <laughs> That's true. I mean, right? Yeah. Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's right. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Um, but it's true, right? Like you never, you never know what's out there unless you put yourself out there. And right? if someone doesn't like it, okay, so what? Right? It's that's the whole point. Especially like if you're a writer, you would think that they would have that skin. But there's a lot of sensitive people out there, and so right, you can't be sensitive in an industry like this. Like you know, not everybody's gonna love what you do, and that's okay. It's, not everything's for everybody. That's just how it goes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned that uh, um, that you have to kind of have the attitude you had when you were a kid. You know, when you were little, yeah. you could do anything when you grew up. Right. You know, it's like uh, it's yeah, true. and they uh, say the damnedest thing, mm -hmm. right? Like what comes to their mind, coming out of their mouth, right? They don't think, oh, am I gonna just gonna rub someone the wrong way? Or that? No, they just say it how it is, and that's what's great about kids, right? They're yeah, super truthful like that. Yeah. So uh, when I get an opinion, ask the kid. Remember, uh, remember what what it was like to be a kid and uh, and follow your dreams. That's right. You know, get out of that foxhole. But uh, uh... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't be an ostrich. That's hand. right. That's right. So, um, yeah, but ostrich is delicious. Um... <laughs> You know, I've never had it. Um, oh, yeah? There actually is, you know, like like I said, I like to cook, but uh, there's a place up the street, the meat market, and they sell a lot of exotic meats. Like, they'll sell alligator in there, uh, kangaroo, okay. camel hunt, some other stuff. Now, I haven't tried it yet, but I was like, hmm, what, what the heck would you make? Like, anytime I hear camel hump, I think of Russia right when they're, like, uh, going out <laughs> on the street and they're getting the noodles, and they're like, oh, they're eating their oh, camel hump. I'm like, what the heck? But, like, people actually eat stuff like that, and so... Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what camel hump would be like. Um, ostrich is very lean, and uh, um, yeah. so it's like a like a gamey. Uh, it's like gamey chicken. Yeah, I was gonna say, does it taste like chicken? Like I've had alligator before, and it's kind of like kind of like chicken, but like everything has its own little flavor. <laughs> but if you've never had it, it's always gonna like your mind is gonna be like, oh, this reminds me of whatever this is. And it's right. always chicken, right? Like, why does chicken taste like everything? Because chicken, our chickens don't taste like anything. That's why um yeah that's true. yeah uh yeah the chicken you buy in the grocery store is so young it hasn't been able to develop its own flavor yeah, yeah it's crazy too right like if you want to get like good chicken or mm -hmm. the organic chicken or the free range chicken like you're paying like double the money oh, yeah. like, you get penalized for trying to be healthy right such a scam. yeah it's it's crazy um yeah um yeah that's exactly uh exactly right uh um you know uh things are so uh yeah, it, it things are set up to be unhealthy. It's uh, it's no uh, it's no wonder that I I got my way up to three hundred and eighty pounds. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a fatty. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely tough, right? Because everything that's on sale is always the unhealthy stuff, right? right? Like, 
especially Christmas time. I like those Christmas tree cakes, but you yeah. know, I feel like Walmart has a racket on the Christmas tree cakes because you can't find them anywhere but Walmart, <laughs> and it's usually only like one Walmart in the area. Yeah. And so like you know, I, I'll, I'll eat those from time to time, but you know, it's all about staying healthy or trying to at least kind of get up and be active. Yeah. Uh, my, my I have older sons, uh, seventeen and fifteen, and they like working out. So they'll be like, "Hey, Dad, let's go work out." I'm like, "Ah, oh, damn it! All right, let's go work out." And so you know. I, I was I was really healthy whenever I was in Colorado. I was working out like five, six times at the gym, and then yeah. meth and the murder happened, and then COVID happened, and so it kind of went downhill from there. But now I have my own home gym, and then Peter's oh, nice. house, so don't even have to deal with the, the gym. Yeah, my uh, my new office. I have to walk by the building gym to get to my office, and so uh, yeah. and I have access to the gym, and uh, so uh, like so yeah, so I can't uh, I can't make any excuses this uh, this time. I'm gonna have to uh, gonna have to do something there because yeah, that's right. I mean, even you know, thirty minutes is still something. Thirty minutes that's is still something, like right? Like, yep. Even if you can't do you know an hour, you get a great workout, and you know you're doing thirty minutes is more than what you did if you didn't do anything. So yeah, just you know building those oh, yeah. good healthy habits, no excuses, into a rhythm. <laughs> those, what do they say? Excuses don't build results. That's right. Yep. So we're back to the you can do anything, but uh... that's right. You can do anything, right? You even write a story about meth murder in Amazon. That's fine. That's right. Who would have thought? So it's uh, G.S. Jerry, uh, meth murder in Amazon, breakden.com, and uh, the link is in uh, the description. And uh, uh, really had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. It's always. Uh great to meet new faces and you know you get a chance to be on these podcasts and just you know talk with different people and you know have a fun experience because it's always a good time yeah so thanks again for having me on no my pleasure um yeah you should uh, schedule yourself for a return event maybe uh maybe we'll have our second guest and uh we'll have uh we'll have ourselves uh, an even more interesting conversation okay all right yeah that, was, that sounds good yeah i saw you're like hey do you play an instrument or anything uh you can do that. I mean, <laughs> I taught myself how to play the piano, but I don't have a piano in here. Oh, okay. I'm certainly not going to rap, you know, for my book. Uh, <laughs> now, now, what did we say about fear? <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything. Right, you can do it. It's like the water boy. I think I got a couple of water boy references in there too. Awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I, I like Adam Sandler movies, but I've seen them all already. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, his comedy, it's his comedy, right? Like, the characters are different, but the, his comedy is usually the same. Yeah. Um, and then he's, as he's gotten older, right, he's trying to do the more serious thing. But, you know, like, that's kind of what I tell people all the time, right? If you're funny, just be funny, right? You don't have to be Stephen King if you're not Stephen King. That's right? true. Be yourself. You're funny. Play on your play on your strengths because it's going to come out in your writing. If you're not funny and you try to be human, funny, people probably aren't going to find it funny because you're just not a funny person, and that's okay. Yeah. Right? Write what you're good at. Be what you're good at. Write what you're good at. Yeah. Exactly. Just write that book. <laughs> that's right. Just write it. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for being on. Um, it's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. My pleasure. Hope you have a, a great rest of your week. Cool. You too. Um, yeah, and uh, everybody, uh, be safe out there. Uh, remember to wash your hands and watch the ending credits. <laughs>